eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, everybody. This is A.A. Ron Sutton with this edition of Finsider Daily. I'm your favorite middle-aged white guy when people, as a kid, people ran errands. I used to think they were going out to buy me something. Tonight's show, I have a special guest with me. I have tried to get him in my grasp before to get on a podcast, and I finally snagged him. Neil Driscoll will join me. When we come back. Welcome back, everybody. Neil, my man. What's going son, on? Son, what's going on, my man? How's everyone doing out there tonight? We're pretty good. Just kind of watching this Bears-Redskins game in the background. And, you know, I was sitting there watching that Miami-Dallas game. In the second quarter, you know, you, you almost had that Preston Williams touchdown. You, you're looking at a flat Dallas team. I was like, man, the Dolphins might be able to pull this off. And then the second half happened. But, I mean, let's put that aside for a second. Let's talk about the real, you know, litmus test that everyone was looking for. And that was with Josh Rosen. What was he going to look like with that supporting cast and then – what was he going to be able to do in that game? So what were your impressions with uh, what Josh was able to do? Yeah, definitely. I, I think one thing for sure is it makes the Dolphins season 
a lot more easy to digest here. It's a lot more fun having a young quarterback like Josh Rosen to watch yeah. every week versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, and you know, I think we got to tip our cap to Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's been a total pro. You know, he t- he took a beating in the, in the time that yeah. he was in there. Oh yeah. But you know, but we all want to see Josh Rosen. And you know, I think what you saw in the first half was a lot of really really good. And then I think what you saw in the second half is just the supporting cast around him is just awful. And uh, you know, there's not many quarterbacks that are going to succeed when playing with that kind of talent. I mean, especially on the offensive line, you know, you can't even take two steps back before there's a defender in your face. You know, you're not going to complete a lot of a lot of balls. And, and unfortunately, to the chagrin of uh, many Dolphins fans, one thing I think we're going to see is that, you know, Josh Rosen's future here, it, it's going to go one of two ways. He's going to be a very good back backup quarterback on a rookie deal or he's going to be a chip that they'll use to trade for a draft pick, hopefully mm-hmm. to recruit a second rounder later. I mean, this front office has their mind made up. It, it is clear as day. Um, you know, they're, they're literally feeding Josh Rosen to the wolves. And, you know, hey, let, let's see what he can do. I mean, some of those throws he was making on Sunday, you have to be impressed, especially that Preston Williams touchdown. You know, and, and that's, you know, God, that's as, that's as touchy as it gets from being a touchdown. But, God, the throw was just marvelous. We haven't mm-hmm. seen you know, many of those, uh, you know, I, I know Tannehill hit stills against the Chargers on a awesome throw a few years ago, but we don't get to see too many of them. And, and this mm. is his first game as a, as a starting quarterback. You know, he kind of delivered. I'd like to see the ball get in the end zone more, but, you know, he can't help. Can you Drake from fumbling? Uh, you know, he can't right. make sure that Will, Will, you know, Preston holds on to the ball. But, you know, there's a lot to like there. Uh, you know, I, I just think it, it's unfortunate for him that, you know, we do have such a good group of quarterbacks that will be entering the draft in, in 2020 and, and beyond. I mean, you know, so, you know, our owner is looking for big box office type of people that will help sell tickets, help sell the Miami Dolphins brand. And, you know, I, I'm not sure if Josh Rosen does that. Well, you, you mentioned earlier about possibly flipping him for uh, better draft capital than what we invested in him. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen in this off season. It just remains to be seen if the window of opportunity that he has, is there enough good tape out there? We know how quarterback starved the NFL market is. So if there's enough good tape, a, a team will bite. It just depends of the quality of that tape going forward. And yeah, teams will certainly take into context what Josh is working with as well. So I don't think that's necessarily going to work against him. But, Neil, we were talking before the show about how pumped you are to get out to Vegas in 2020. Um, I I can only imagine. I know whenever the Dolphins win the Super Bowl, you're going to pay for my plane ticket to come out and we're going to rage party. But I want to kind of get your early thoughts, and and maybe it's too early, and just let me know if it is. But I kind of wanted to get your thoughts with, you know, the the level of the plethora of holes that the Dolphins have on their roster. What are the the positions that look particularly deep this year that you think the Dolphins could take advantage of the, the bevy of picks that they have? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and there's really two off seasons for the Dolphins, right? There's going to be free agency where it already seems like they're going to be aggressive with $150 million in cap space to spend. They'll be able to fill a lot of their voids there. So, you know, as always, we all like to run and do our latest mock draft at this time of year, you know, before free agency, you know, they're not going to be very accurate. But, you know, I think, you know, just based off the Dolphins having three picks in the first round with two of them looking 
you know, one looking really early. The Steelers one looks pretty good right well, now. Yeah, let me interrupt you right there, Neil. Can you imagine sure. in this parallel universe where the Dolphins have the number one and the number two pick, would it be Tua, Chase Young, boom, boom, like no questions Perfect. asked? Yeah, if you're the GM and, and, and you're playing at that, I don't think you could do much better than that. The only, <laughs> the, the only thing I'll say is that if you're trying to get that quarterback of, of the future and you're going to go for Tua and that's your guy, why not get his, you know, his his favorite target in Jerry Judy? Uh, you know, as much as I like Chase, Chase Young, but a, a young quarterback being comfortable with his favorite go-to target could be interesting as well. You know, but but I think, you know, for me, I mean, one and two on my board are Tua and, and Chase Young, both off to marvelous starts. But yeah, you know what? It, it's funny. You look at the Steelers' schedule, though, and, and honestly, it sounds crazy. But you know, the Jets are going to get Sam Darnold back. The Bengals, mm-hmm. are, they're scrappy. They fight. They're yeah. getting AJ Green back. You know, they play the Steelers twice. Uh, next Monday night's a really big game if you're a Dolphins fan watching Bengals-Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know they play us. I, you know, I think they're going to squeak out a couple wins. You know, I, I think the Dolphins are going to be 1-15 and to get the first pick. I, I really believe that. But I, I think that Steelers pick's going to be in the 5-7 to seven range. And, you know, there there's going to be great players that are on the board there. So, that, I, you know, I think Mako's a great football player, Mako Fitzpatrick. I think the trade, though, for what they got for him, was a win-win for both sides. Minka wanted a fresh start. For whatever reason, it wasn't working out here. The, the highest character guy that probably came in the, yeah. in the last five years. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? The, the cool thing about the Dolphins is they didn't go away from their plan to satisfy a player like they've done in the past. You know, They said, fine, you don't want to be a part of this? We'll see you. You're going mm-hmm. to Pittsburgh. And then all the people that were rumored, you know, like the Seattle pick, it would have been like, meh, whatever, picking like 20th. But with the Steelers mm. and, and how bad Mason Rudolph looks and how, you know, he, he, he's, you know, he's looks like Chad Henney to me. So, you know, they're not going to win a lot of games and that pick's going to be awesome. You know, unfortunately, the, the Tunsil trade, I mean, we got a hell of a value for it. But the Texans are a good football team. That's going to be, you know, a pick in the 23 to 25 range. But, you know, you got to hit on them. So, yeah, it's going to be really fun to be a Dolphins fan. Really fun to go to Las Vegas and see three first round picks. You know, in, in a town that's going to be littered with Dolphin fans, a lot of meeting and greeting, uh, way too much uh, alcohol consumption for me at least. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be that guy who's in his, uh, you know, at three o'clock in the morning in his hotel room buying authentic Tua jerseys and stuff like that. Right. So <laughs> that's kind of that's how I envision my plan going. So. So the the position groups, as you see it right now. And let's just look big picture, you know, we we know we've already kind of exhausted what the quarterback classes is going to look like, uh, you know, assuming that Tua declares and all that kind of stuff. But what what are some other position groups that you see as pretty deep this year? The the Dolphins can capitalize on that. Yeah, I, I think the strongest position in the whole draft is wide receiver. And, you know, you'll have Dolphins fans that don't think the team needs one. But Devontae Parker's on a prove-me deal. He looks all right. You know, he, he's still inconsistent. But he's healthy. He's playing hard. Preston Williams looks like a real fine, even though he needs to improve his, uh, you know, consistency. I don't know what happened to Jakeem Grant, but he is definitely not playing as, as well as I've expected him to. You got Albert Wilson, who's been hurt for almost two years, and they can release him and save almost $10 million in cap space and only be on the hook for a dollar of dead cap. Mm-hmm. I mean, a million dollars of dead cap. So, you know, I could see that being a move. So I really think receiver something they need. You know, we already talked about one Alabama receiver in Jerry Judy, but Henry Ruggs, 
And, and with the emergence of Hollywood Brown for the Baltimore Ravens, a guy like uh, Henry Ruggs, actually, if it makes Hollywood Brown look slow, you get that <laughs> guy, you know, on your team, and you're talking about an electrifying player. You got LaVishka Chenault out of Colorado, T. Higgins out of Clemson, C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma. You got um, Colin Johnson out of Texas, and, and, and you know, and Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State. I mean, there's just a lot of really, really good receivers in this draft class. And, you know, there's some Michigan guys, uh, Tariq Black and Donovan Peoples-Jones that might declare. So that's a position where I think when the, one of those top – with one of the top five picks of the Dolphins spent in the draft, they got to get a guy in there. And, and then the other position that I love is cornerback. I mean, I think cornerback's loaded. I think we all know we need one opposite of Xavier Howard, uh, mm-hmm. Eric, Eric Rowe, Jamal Wiltz, you know, the Cordry Tankersley of the world. They're just not going to cut it. You know, you got C.J. Henderson from Florida – a name everyone knows, Jeffrey Akuda from Ohio State, Christian Fulton, LSU, Paulson Adebo, Stanford. Uh, you've got the Trevon Diggs from Alabama, A.J. Terrell, Clemson. So all those guys are guys over here in the top 50, you know, selections. And, and it's a big need for the Dolphins. So, you know, receiver, cornerback, probably my two favorite positions in the whole draft. Um, but I, uh, some of these defensive linemen are also putting their names on the map. I, I don't know if you've watched any Florida State this year, but Marvin Wilson, their defensive tackle, might be seriously the best defensive uh, football player in the country after the three weeks. I mean, he's just mm. dominant. I mean, I think he had 10 sacks. I mean, 10 tackles, two sacks, three and a half tackles for a loss this week after being one of the ACC defensive players the week the week before. So he's just on fire. But, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot to like uh, in, in the coming draft for sure. So those positions that you mentioned, notwithstanding, who are just some other guys maybe in the the top twenty of your board that you you see? Let, let's say that that third first round pick were in like the the early twenties, uh, late teens. Let's sure. just for our just for argument's sake. Um, and since we're going down this wormhole, I might as well say that it would not surprise me for the Dolphins to move down and maybe even out of the first round from that position. Uh, but anyway, say we stay there. Who are some players of, of different positions? Because Lord knows that we have a few few holes on this team. Are there any linemen in there that you like at, at that kind of value or, or any other positions, say maybe – uh, you mentioned D tackle, you know, we, we do have Christian Wilkins, but I could easily see the way that the Patriots have invested in the trenches that Miami would continue to do so. So do you see, uh, you kind of alluded to it a minute ago, defensive linemen or, um, or offensive linemen that you like in that position? Well, certainly on the offensive line, I love Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma. I think he's a mean, nasty center that you plug in, you know, Daniel Kilgore, he's been serviceable, but you know, get rid of him, save $4 million bucks, get a young guy like Creed Humphrey and use him as the pillar to build your offensive line around. I, I love the kid Beatas out of Wisconsin, but I just don't see him being there around 25. Um, frankly, Humphrey might not be. I mean, he's way better than Frank Ragnall or Billy Price, who we've seen drafted around the 20th selection. But the one position I think everyone's got to keep an eye on is running back. And I am not a big fan in, you know, taking running backs early. But this trio that's in this 2020 draft class, uh, Travis Etienne of Clemson, Jonathan Taylor of Wisconsin, and DeAndre Swift from Georgia, one, if you can get one of those guys, you're talking about one of those guys that's going to be, you know, in fantasy football drafts with all your buddies, you know, they're taking in the top five picks. One, those guys are just going to be incredible football players. And 
you know, look, Kenyon Drake, he's an unrestricted free agent. They're going to let him walk. They don't, they've been trying to trade him. No one want, no one's trading for him. Kalen Balazs has had his opportunity, and, you know, he's failed, if you ask me. He doesn't make anyone miss. You take that Minnesota Vikings 75-yard touchdown run out, and he's looked very pedestrian. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think if you when you get a young quarterback, you know, a good, solid running back can be his best friend. Um, you know, and, and look, we've had a lot of running backs come and go, but, you know, when have the Dolphins been the best in the last, you know, 15 years? It's when they had Ricky Williams firing all cylinders. You know, I, I really just think they need that. You know, they, they keep getting these guys that – Everyone thinks has, you know, potential. We got the Jay Ajayis of the world, Ronnie Browns of the world. Uh, you know, I hate to say it, he didn't live up to the number two pick hype. Just, it, it's really hard to to be a good football team when you can't run the football. And, and we haven't really been able to do that since that 2008 Wildcat season consistently, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, I, I, like, I hate to spend a first-round pick on a running back. And maybe we can get one of those guys at 33. But yeah. you know, I, I think one thing that's clear is that we got to get some playmakers on this team. We got to get some people that are, you know, that are that are electrifying football players. And we got We got to. We've got to fix this offensive line. Or it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It's not going to end well. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over two million vehicles and fifty thousand more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Yeah, to speak to your running back point, I've always kind of thought philosophically with where we play football most of the time we're playing in the in the south florida heat and if we're playing our division opponents late in the year we're playing in probably adverse winter conditions so it always made sense to me to kind of lean towards the run and be that kind of our uh staple so it would be very interesting to see if the team does in fact start to to build in that way before I let you off the hook and everybody stop what you're doing and follow this man, Neil Driscoll, Neil N-E-A-L, Driscoll, D-R-I-S-C-O-L-L. Follow this man. I got one more question for you, Neil. Absolutely. This weekend, Dolphins Chargers, Dolphins open up as 17-point underdogs. Do they cover the spread, yes or no? I'll tell you, for the first time, that I, I, I'm bet against them to cover the spread. I, I think they cover. You know, one of the things I think is that we've always played the Chargers really well. And, and in mm-hmm. fact, I think Tannehill might have one of his best games against them. The only thing that can make it go awry fast is Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa versus whoever the hell we have. <laughs> Webb, Jesse Davis out there. I mean, because I'll tell you, like, I, I was even tweeting this the other day. Phil Rivers is a hell of a competitor, but when we play him, he doesn't scare me, you know. And, and I think if Xavier Howard can get his head out of his butt and, and do what he does, hit him and Keenan Allen will be a fun matchup to watch. Mike Williams is an improving receiver, but he hasn't lived up to that that hype of being the number four receiver. Hunter Henry's out, you know. They got Aaron Eckler, not Melvin Gordon. They have a bank, you know. Their offensive line is not great. Their defensive line is amazing. We avoid Der- Derwin James. I swear it wouldn't surprise me if the Dolphins fought really hard this week at home. And, you know, they might lose this game, say, like, 31-21. to 21. 
But I think we're going to get a couple touchdowns this week, actually. I think Josh Rosen's going to have a good week. I don't know if you watched the, any of the Chargers-Texans, but, God, the, the tight ends for the Texans, Jordan Atkins, a kid out of Central Florida, was mm-hmm. just tearing the Chargers up. And, God, wouldn't it be nice to see Mike Gusecki catch a touchdown here, the Dolphin? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, that, would, that, would be, that would be freaking glorious, dude. I, you know, you got to look at the Chargers making that three-time zone trip. And just the fact that how, how do you come into this game and not be a little bit flat footed if, if you're the Chargers? I mean, I, I think it's just one of those games that you can come into uh, and kind of be stale. I'm going to look up their schedule real quick to see who they got next, because if they're like in a look ahead situation, that's probably even even more I, in the Dolphins favor. But 17 points at home with a you know what limited crowd that there is will definitely be behind Josh Rosen if anything remotely good happens. And then they, they play the Broncos the following week. So, you know, big, game. big division game. Af- and, you know, and they're looking at the uh, a tough game at home. Like you said, division game right after us. You know, kind of a classic letdown situation if you're the Los Angeles Chargers. So I kind of like taking the home dog in this situation. Yeah, and so let's call a spade a spade. The Dolphins have been horrible this year. They've gotten beat and embarrassed. But if you ask me the name of the top six teams in football, I'd name the Kansas City Chiefs, the Rams, the Packers, the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Cowboys. And we've played three of those teams. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like, look, it's not promising. I have them going 1-15. and 15. I think they're going to beat the Jets in one of those games because, God, Adam Gaze is the gift that he's given. But <laughs> – <laughs> I'll tell you, like, you know, the Ravens are a horrific matchup for us. They are every year. They, uh, you know, yeah. they beat us 44 to nothing. You know, Lamar Jackson had the game of his life. You know, the Patriots, like, their defense is for real. I, like, people could talk about Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, now no longer there, Josh Gordon. But their defense is legit. And Dallas Cowboys have the best line in football. They're made to be a championship team. You know, people underrate their defense. You know, but they, they're loaded. You know, so like what we've seen of the Dolphins is a team that is allowing people to fight for position, giving them an opportunity. So, you know, tanking, you can look at two ways. Are they trying to lose? I don't know that. I'm not in the, in the conversations. But what I do see is a lot of young players have opportunity. And if you can't make it here, God, you're going to have a hard time fighting on other rosters right now when you look at our roster. So, you know, I, I look for young players to emerge. Like if, if we get a couple – players like the Preston Williams of the world, or, or maybe our defensive MVP has been Devon Godchow. If these guys mm-hmm. continue to emerge, you know what pieces you have going forward. You yeah. go there and land three or four key free agents. You have a really good draft. And then, oh, wait, you have two first rounds and two second rounders again, and a lot of cap room again. And you are really, I mean, this thing can turn around quick. So, so what I, what I urge is Dolphin fans just to be patient. Let's not like kill each other over on Twitter Let's not fight whether Herbert or Tua is better. Let's let the season play out. Let's see where the cards lie. And, you know, let, let's have a little faith in this plan because I'll tell you, some of the most respected people on Twitter that I follow really are sitting there digging what the Dolphins are doing. And they're not the most, you know, people. they're the people that say when we signed Brian Hartline, the Dolphins are fools, you know. They're the ones that, you know, have been ripping us for decades. But they're, they're see this plan, and you got to be pretty excited about what the future holds, you know, we got to get the quarterback and that's something we haven't done since Dan Marino retired. I, I don't, 
I don't give Ryan Tannehill that pass. He never was that guy. He had a long time, but, you know, tenure doesn't make you the guy. He, he never elevated. You got to win a playoff game to be my quarterback, right? Like, <laughs> like so, you know, I, I think, you know, let's, let's not kill each other. Let's not get in fights and all that stuff and block wars. Let's, let's see what, how it happens. Let's have some fun. You know, we know we're not going to be good. I, I can promise you right now we're not contending for the Super Bowl this year. So just relax, you know, evaluate some of these players, and let's have a little fun because I can tell you right now, after this season, the Dolphins are going to probably be one of the most fun teams to follow in football. And you know what? We're not bandwagon guys. We're along for the ride. We're here, you know? Neil Driscoll, the pacifist. I, I never would have thought I'd seen the day if I was talking to you three years ago that we'd be arriving at this moment. But here you are, wise beyond your years, ready to party in Vegas. People, follow this man. If you're following him and you see him at the draft, he'll probably buy you a drink. Neil Driscoll, follow his work at the Pro Football Network and see him out on those Twitter streets. This will be all for this episode of Finsider Daily. Neil, thanks again for joining me, brother. Yeah, son, you have a great night, man, and we'll talk soon for sure. All right, everybody. Catch House's show tomorrow. Love y'all. See ya. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami.